Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Edgeguard, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. With me, as always, is my co-host, Blake. Blake Beckett, that is. Yeah, that's uh, me. Not, not Blake Griffin. Um, or... What? I can't think of any basketball player. Blakes. Yeah, yeah. That's the only famous Blake I could think of. Yeah, you know, there honestly, there aren't a lot of famous Blakes that I can um, think of. Yeah. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure the kid who played the rich uh, snobby kid in the 1994 Little Rascals movie, I'm pretty sure his name was Blake. Oh, you know, Blake Lively? Ah, yes. That's probably the most famous Blake. I just Googled right. Blake. Uh, Blake Shelton? Oh, yeah, that's famous <laughs> Blake. Uh, this is all very important to irrelevant our podcast. To our podcast. Um, <laughs> now, what is relevant to our podcast is the game we played to, uh, this week, um, which is called Palm Mystery, um, which is uh, the words palm and mystery uh, together, or depending on how you read it, also the name of its creator and mystery, which is uh, Paloma, nickname Palgal Dawkins. Um uh, Paul Mystery is not the easiest game to describe, <laughs> but um, the, sh- the short version I would give is that it's basically a surrealist. Um, well, we should uh, we should like say walking surrealist exploration game um, that involves moving through variously strange and uh, like very pointedly computer generated um, uh, landscapes this is while a- some rad techno-y music plays in the background. This is and there's lots of hands. There's lots of hands everywhere. Oh my god, Jordan. Very succinct, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Let, although, honestly, it's probably a more descriptive description. And then uh, the one on uh, Itch.io, which just says a surreal horror cartoon video game about communicating yeah. with hands. Which you know, that that just oh, about communicating with hands. That's surreal, right. <laughs> surreal cartoon. And, you know, surreal cartoon are the two most uh, actually descriptive yes. of the game. I didn't mm-hmm. honestly I didn't think of this game as a horror game, but uh, I did I, not either. I do kind of get it now. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit later. But um, well, I, I will say that cartoon is actually very descriptive of this game because while a lot of the like environments are like I don't know how to describe this, but they like look like like 3D model environments that like they're supposed to look like computer generated. Most of the environments, like they're they are like low-fi graphics as an aesthetic. Okay, so and I'm- then but a lot of the beings in like the stuff decorating the world mm-hmm. is like hand drawn or looks like hand drawn or maybe drawn in Microsoft Paint or something. Mm-hmm. Um like cartoon figures um that are just like inside and a lot of times they're like two dimensional and they're inside the three dimensional landscape and mm-hmm. that creates like weird uh visual effects. Yeah, so I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that I know about. Uh so uh, Paloma Dawkins is uh, a a animator. I think that's kind of her original sort of uh, her mm. interest or her entry point into games. Uh, so it was actually the, one of the reasons I wanted to play one of her games is I uh, uh, just like almost all the games of hers that I've seen like footage of um, 
have this same art style where it's like a three-dimensional polygonal world environment and then almost everything in it is two-dimensional animated sprites uh Mm -hmm. that are displayed using something called billboarding which is like a technical a semi-technical term let's say (laughs) to describe uh like toys said it (laughs) yes billboarding uh which is a uh it's a technique that originated in the early 3d polygonal era when uh maybe the resources to render uh things in full 3d uh were not feasible so uh they would do something where they would make a sprite in two dimensions and they could make it pretty high res and then they would do a trick where the sprite is always facing toward the camera as you move through the space so it kind of like follows it's like the the that thing in movies where the painting's eyes follow you except for it's the whole painting rotating to always point at you it's literally it's not like visual illusion it's actually yeah it's that's what's actually happening yeah Yeah, so um uh, didn't we see something like that in, um, oh God. Trees had some. Oh, I was going to say the, the paratopic, paratopic. Weren't, isn't that how the faces were done in paratopic? No, um, I don't think so. Where a two dimensional face. Uh, oh no. Cause it was wrapped three dimensionally. Yeah. It was like wrapped on the texture, but, but yeah, yeah, that's right. It's wrapped onto it rather than turning. Yeah. But, but anyway, as, as I was talking, like billboarding started as sort of like a technical limitation of like, Hey, like. So, for example, people probably the most famous example is in Super Mario sixty four. Uh, most of the or a lot hmm. of like the trees or like bushes in the game are displayed in this oh, way. Yeah, uh, and yeah. so, like as you're walking by them, it's just like a two D image that's just like following you around. Um, and it was just a matter of like, well, we can't have all the trees be polygonal three D trees because three D rendering is still a new thing, and consoles aren't very good at it. Um, hmm. But now it's sort of become uh, an art. Uh, or it's starting to become something that can be deployed uh, to give a certain feel. Uh, I think probably the most famous example is like Don't Starve, which the whole game is in this style, mm-hmm. um, where it's like a sort of isometric uh, like action game. But instead of just being like pixel art and like flat, it takes place in a 3D environment, but with like billboarding. The only reason I know any of this is because... Uh, one of my friends, uh, Capstone Games, uh, used like a billboarded art style. Um, hmm. So it's a it's a cool thing, and I think more people should use it because I think it uh, works to great effect in Paul Mystery. <laughs> yeah, it it it. Um, I mean, how would you articulate the way that it works to great effect? I mean, one of the things that this game just does is like give you a feeling of being like. Uh, like not particularly p- like placed in space. Like mm-hmm. you just like feel disoriented. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in the best I, possible I, way. I, I, I most felt this in the, one of the, maybe I should describe a little bit more about how this game works. So yeah, basically yeah. you, you wander through these environments with uh, lots of hands um, and how you move from one environment to the other is uh, these portals that are like, two hands touching each other and there's like some flashing light in between them and Mm -hmm. you walk through them. Um, in one of the, and each one is like totally Mm self-contained, uh, in one of these self-contained worlds, there's like just rows and rows of 
like two dimensional cartoon hands coming out of the floor mm-hmm. that are just gesturing and all these different gestures. Oh. And it's like so weird because they're all like facing you no matter which way you move, yes. and they're all moving like really fast and jerky and like erratically. And they're already weird because they're disembodied hands. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite level. Because uh, <laughs> oh, like yeah, and they're they're like lined up in like these rows, and they like have like varying size but not like it's not random they're sort of like arranged from like small to large and you can Mm -hmm. just kind of like go among the among the it sort of like feels like walking through rows of corn or something but except for it's like weird two-dimensional hands that are always facing you and i find it very pleasing to just like walk through them and have them like (laughs) all around me and just like the song in that level is really good so we haven't we haven't talked about the music that much uh, because I think it's something that makes this game very distinctive. And one of the ways I feel like it kind of earns the horror description is like the pure, like, so I feel like visceral is a term that is overused when like in sort of the mainstream games media to like talk about uh, video games. But I think it's because they use it to like be like the gameplay, like feels visceral. Like usually it's like violent gameplay, like feels like you can feel how like heavy or whatever so people will say visceral uh whereas i feel like the the, more embodied the music and style of this game feels visceral it feels like this game is hitting you in the face even though you're just looking at it uh <laughs> and i think that the but in uh, a good way <laughs> uh, in, the, in an absolutely great way this game yeah. assaults the senses in the most pleasing way possible like yeah it's it's well i mean i don't think all of the levels are sensual no sensually assaulting but certainly no. some of them are yes um, and i think that's like you sort of get the levels between where it's like, oh, okay, I like get a moment to rest. The music's a little bit more ambient here, and the environment's mm-hmm. a little bit less. Uh, I guess the, the environments aren't quite as aggressive, but they're just like so alien, and like th- yeah, there are a lot so of about alien. like repeating imagery and stuff that it can feel like very like sensory overload. But uh, mm-hmm. the the music has a certain uh, so it's sort of it's all it's all electronic music. And Mm -hmm. it's sort of like noisy, kind of like industrial, very percussive. Um, Yeah, clanging, like a lot of it just kind of like clangs and slaps. And there's like some like dubstepy elements. But I actually, the clanging implies a kind of like, maybe it doesn't, but it Mm. might imply a kind of like randomness or Mm. like intense dissonance Mm-mm. whereas like some of the music like sometimes borders on dissonant it, it, i mean it's mm-hmm. still like like music it's yeah like it's not just like well and noise. that's and that's why i would call it like noise music which is a thing mm-hmm. uh and which oh, is i've listened to some term. noise music no it really is noise music is like a, a whole genre hmm. where uh it's kind of the whole thing is that uh many people would be like this isn't music it's just noise but then they're like but what if noise and music are the not same mutually thing. exclusive. Exactly. Uh, so um, if you if you want to like listen to some sweet noise music, listen to clipping. They make like basically they make oh, noise yeah, yeah. music and then people rap over it. Or I guess not people. One guy, David Diggs. Anyway, clipping is great. Has nothing to do with this game. Uh, but clipping is great. Noise uh, music is kind of like noise industrious, just like loud and clangy and just like uh, uh, aggressive, but also like a lot of the songs are like really precise. Like it seems like someone who is probably a really good, like metal drummer, uh, 
playing on like a, a drum kit that just like uses MIDI and then there's like assigning all these crazy computerized and processed sounds instead of like traditional sounds of a drum kit. Mm-hmm. Um, so before before we move on from music, I want to shout out the the several artists that are listed as like making making the music. They are Neo Edo, uh, Snowboarder, Ylang Ylang, and Echinacea. <laughs> Uh, if you want to like get links to the band camps or SoundClouds for those people, uh, just find the itch page for Pulp Mystery, and they are all listed. But um, the 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 music in this game uh, asserts uh, a kind of to use a, a a term from I think Alex Navarro said this uh, from Giant Bomb uh, audio violence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did he say it about? Wait, let me guess. Thumper. Yes, he. Uh, oh, he, dude! Yeah. I can't believe I guessed that right. Yeah, he oh, loves nice. the game Thumper, and he was like, someone was talking about like, oh, it's like I like rhythm games, but I I don't like the way the music sounds. And he's like, yeah, it's less music and more auditory violence. Or he said something along like audio violence. And I'm pretty sure Thumper, like the description for that game, is like rhythm violence or something. But yeah, 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 it's yeah that is right. Kind rhythm of like violence. clangy percussive music that like feels like when you listen to it it feels like you're being hit on the head with like a lead pipe or something but in a yeah. way that i'm so into <laughs> like in the first probably you gotta so, play with headphones i think oh abs- but, uh, absolutely yeah. and like the the game starts at first it's kind of like quiet it's just like this weird kind of sound and then the drums kick in and it, as it's like Paul mystery by paloma doc or by pal gal and like as the drums kicked in i was like I literally wrote in my notebook in all capital letters into this with three <laughs> exclamation points and then a space and then music and three exclamation points <laughs> because uh, the very, style very detailed notes. Yeah. The style is like undeniable. Like the second yeah. you get into it, it's just like, yes, here we go. This yeah, is yeah. a thing. And I feel like some people will get the first 10 seconds and do it and be like, fuck this. And but for me, it was like I am all. Yeah, the you way might as well in. go through it all. I mean, it's only like what twenty minutes to get through the whole thing one time. Uh, yeah, it um, depends on how much time you spend in each environment. If you let all the songs play out, it'd probably take you like thirty. But um, oh, okay. But most people probably um, wouldn't do that. Um. Yeah. So the music is obviously a huge part of this game. I felt like when I was playing it, it it could have. One thing I described it to you as. Um, like outside of the recording that I think mm-hmm. I I will kind of stick with is it feels like it could be an interactive version of maybe this is only true of some of the levels, but some of the levels feel like they could be an interactive version of the like thing that is projected on the screen during a concert for a really mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. weird uh, techno-y band. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, like this is projected behind dead mouse or something like that um so that actually yeah that's a that's a really good like comparison because a like as a person who was at one time a very big fan of dead mouse like that's true (laughs) and b um like this 
playing this game the style is stu- is like so specific that i uh, it made me think like i wanted like a, a a music visualizer like there used to be in a windows media player back in the day yeah <laughs> i wanted that but in this style uh, i just like i want paloma dawkins to just yeah. make like a a program make a that visualizer you, for you. you yeah you drop a mp3 play or an mp3 into it and then it just like generates randomly these like billboarded hands flopping around and like these colors and i'm just like yes uh like there's so- i don't know there's something about this game that i just am so like i love it it just the second and the reason i like wanted to have us play it is that um uh kotaku.com uh did a video uh, by video game expert hmm. Tim Rogers, where he was interviewing Paloma Dawkins about her newest game, which is uh, it's a VR game called uh, what is it called? Something Museum. Um, anyway, and in that they were just like showing clips of her other games, and in in uh, I was like, wow, those look really awesome. I just want to go find. I just want to go play one. So I just went on itch, and this was like the most recent uh, game that she had put out. Uh, and I'm actually her new game. Oh, I wish I could remember what it's called. Um, she, uh, it's in VR. So, uh, it's oh, like yeah. a, the similar art style, but in VR, which seems it made me wish that I still had a friend who had an Oculus Rift, uh, so that I could, uh, so that I could play it. You just got to shell out the $800 just for this. Yeah. I guess there's that so. new Oculus headset that's supposed to be cheaper, but eh. hmm. Or played in a Google Cardboard. No, don't do that. I'm sure Museum of Symmetry is her new game, the VR game. Uh, so um, look out for that. Well, I mean, one thing that... Um, so we've only talked about the music so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, the, I mean, it, it's hard to like summarize the, the environments you, you go through. Mm-hmm. But one thing I was thinking... I played the game twice. Mm-hmm. One thing I was thinking about it the second time through is it almost feels like a condensed tour of all the different ways of animating things in video games. Hmm. Um, Obviously it's not a complete tour of that, but it's just Mm -hmm. like, you've got these like, these like weirdly reflective looking hands. You've Mm -hmm. got these a little bit like more normal looking like video game walls. Mm -hmm. You've got these billboarded uh, like drawn cartoons in some mm-hmm. of the levels the like the background is like um an imported photo like mm-hmm. either of the sp- of space or of like clouds that have been turned purple mm-hmm. um so it and each one each individual environment feels like it has a kind of like thematic coherence or something mm-hmm. like that yeah like like one like and it's for a lot of them it's kind of hard to like put your finger on what it is exactly but like mm-hmm. the the one with the weird rabbit dude that one i would describe as something like um like Alice in Wonderland mm. um after the digital age <laughs> is Alice um, in Wonderland if Alice in Wonderland is was in Tron <laughs> yeah sure um Jeff Bridges is there yeah i, I mean that one just feels like a, lo- a much more like like cartoony and uh like surreal in the the sense people usually mean when they say that Mm. word like there's literally melting clocks yeah um um i don't know 
Yeah. But I mean, it was it was it's like a game that's like supposed to be like non. I don't know, like non-narrative and non-communicative, but it's mm-hmm. not as if it's just like random. Like each level, it like yeah. has a logic. Yeah, and I mean, in the descriptions or in the description for the same, she says it's about communicating with hands, which I'm not really sure. We, I guess we haven't really touched on like you go through like the first like level, which is kind of just an intro, which you just kind of like walk up to a little doorway, then go in it, and then in the next yeah. area, a little like character appears and says like help me find my hands or something and then of yeah, course and then you're presented like, disintegrates. with h- hundreds and hundreds of pairs of hands throughout the rest of the game uh, gyrating and oscillating about um so i'm not really sure what is meant by communicating with hands um yeah i mean i mean what one thing to just say is like as you go through each of these levels like you get a, a a pretty broad like tour of all the different like kinds of mm-hmm. gestures that hands can make. Mm. Like like there's the one where they're just like opening and closing, and there's one where they're doing the little um, come hither, yeah, with their finger. Uh, there's there's one lots where doing of like open hand palms. puppet motion. Yeah, hand puppet motions. Um, um, yeah, yeah it, I guess maybe that's a good point. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I might have to think about this more if I wanted to make a point like this. But it mm-hmm. might be interesting to try to see if like the you can make some sort of thematic connection between the sorts of gestures that mm-hmm. the hands are making in a level mm-hmm. and the other stuff that's going on in the level. Yeah, my I don't that one. I I don't know. That might be a stretch. I'd have to think about that. My guess would be probably because in the video that Kotaku did. Um, like it's an interview with Paloma. And at one point she's talking about one of her previous, previous games uh, that's like based on, Oh, I forget what book it was, but it seems like she bases a lot of her, a lot of her games are like loosely based on like literature, like, uh, like something you might read in like a philosophy class or something. Uh, so, Oh, now I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was something that when I heard the name, I'm like, I've definitely heard the name of that author from Jordan. And I'm sure Jordan has either read that specifically or read something by the same person. <laughs> um, so I, I, my guess would be that, uh, there's a lot of like authorial intent with, uh, like the things that are happening in the game. Um, but I also appreciate that this game can be appreciated just for how like, purely visceral it is and just like i don't know um so i have a another question are you listening yeah yeah okay, sorry i was it? trying to i was trying to find the kotaku i know you interview. were and that's why i asked if you were listening <laughs> i did but it, it's a video not a text thing so i can't just scroll through really quick you cannot find the, find the book but. you cannot but you can listen so. to it afterward okay I, I will i will okay um but um now i've forgotten what i was gonna say Son you had a, a question for me it was a question I don't remember what the question was, but I have another thing I want to talk to talk to you about, which is the sort of idea of uh, trippiness, which. okay, yeah. So this is well, did you have something specific to say besides that? Well, I have an answer to the question of is this game trippy? Well, kind of. I mean, I also have an answer to that question, which is that I wrote down either an aggressively bad trip or the best trip ever, question mark, (laughs) but more. The what I'm really getting at is that I feel like uh, when most people, including myself, 
see this, the gut reaction is to be like, whoa, this game is trippy. And in that video, if you watch it, uh, Paloma herself describes the game as uh, trippy or as or she describes many of her games as like trippy um, or surreal. And I I don't know. I feel like that's sort of a reductive thing or like a reductive way of saying like this game would be more enjoyable if you were on drugs uh, or I don't know, I, I guess. I just, on the drugs. I just feel like I've been with a lot of the games we play being kind of like abstract and uh, again, surreal. I feel like I'm using the same words over and over again, but more and more of the games that we play as we go on have been, you know, uh, kind of like strange and uh, have an air of just like abstractness that people would use describe as trippy but i think that's it can be really reductive like we took when we talked about soft friends and how it'd be like oh man this yeah. game would be a lot of fun to play if you were high like yeah that's probably true but i i don't know i kind of want to i want to hear your thoughts about the term like trippy and just the okay. idea of trippy. yeah so the first thing i would say is this is another game i think might be fun high which is not actually a very meaningful thing to say about a game because yeah. i don't know like lots of games are fun high that's kind of uh, the point of being high is that it just makes everything it makes lots better. of things fun yeah right uh, i mean i i don't think i think one exception most puzzle games would probably not be fun high yeah that's true uh, just because you would suck yeah. but um i don't know that it would be fun to play on like psychedelics though it might be a little stressful yeah it probably depends on who you are but as for like is is the like aesthetics of the game itself trippy? Mm-hmm. There is one thing that it does that I sort of like associate with mm-hmm. like trippy animation, mm-hmm. and that's um, it's it's hard to put into words, but it's a kind of two um, D cartoon animation mm-hmm. where things um, are like melting into each yes, other I know and, lo- exactly and looping and or and even better they're like folding into themselves if you if you want to know um, in what, like a recursive infinite way yes. if there's a description for that if there's a word for that that would be well so useful and if you know. if you don't want a description but you want to understand what jordan is talking about look up the video for zodiac shit by flying lotus uh and you will uh immediate or is it zodiac shit what's it called it's zodiac something by flying lotus let me see if i can find it uh zodiac i'm pretty sure it's zodiac shit yeah i mean i almost want to just call that like style of animation like psychedelic animation just because like there is something about it that really <laughs> really reminds me of being on mushrooms like i don't know how to describe it any like anyway yeah. other than that yeah um, i'm gonna i'm gonna send you this video jordan but uh yeah if it's zodiac shit by flying lotus if you want to understand okay. what jordan's talking about i'm almost certain this is exactly what he means but yeah it's sort of yeah i think uh maybe that's the word that uh paloma used in that video was not um was not trippy but psychedelic um because uh i don't know i guess i've never done mushrooms personally but uh, from everyone I've heard that has, uh, you know, it seems yes, like this or, is exactly is it, okay. I'm, I watched a few seconds of Zodiac shit. This yeah. is totally the exact stuff. Yeah, that's how but I like knew stuff, exactly what you were talking about. Stuff like melts and transforms into other things as it does this. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I, I noticed in this style of animation is the uh, the lines that mark the borders of objects, mm-hmm. like 
melt a little bit just as the object moves. Yeah, they kind of um, they kind like of jitter around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they jerk a little bit, and mm. that yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting, and I guess the thing I'm trying to get at is like. I feel like some people, if you describe their game as like trippy or psychedelic, they might be like offended or like reductive. Like, oh, you think my game would only be enjoyable if I were on drugs or just trying to evoke the feeling of being on drugs or something. And I don't think that's the case with this game. I enjoyed it a great deal. Stone Cold yeah. Sober. And I, I do Same. think it and I think it would be a good experience if you were like high. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily be better, but it would definitely be different. Um, yeah. and I don't know. I, yeah, just... I mean, yeah, the two things to say is like one, as, as you say, it's, it's not that you have to be mm -hmm. to, to be mentally altered in order mm -hmm. to like enjoy the game, but also just that like, it's not trippy in the sense of like lol random. Yeah. It's like, it, it feels like there's a, there's some intentionality behind it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this to, <laughs> this is a tangent but it's reminding me of when i was in uh like high school and i was very adamant about how bad drugs were all the time and no one should ever do them <laughs> if you do them you're a bad person yeah, uh, I, I i was there once i remember uh, we've all been there um well probably that's not true but um many have i was watching a music video for a song by the chemical brothers who <laughs> in case you might guess probably fans of drugs uh <laughs> But they, it's like uh, I had a phase in high school when I got like really into like electronic music and uh, people often associate electronic music with doing drugs because of rave culture. And I was like mm. very adamant like, oh, like I don't do drugs and I like electronic music because it's good and interesting, not because I need drugs to appreciate it. And I <laughs> very specifically remember – Is that your voice? Oh, God. That's what I sounded like. I just talked like that all the time. I was just like, oh. well, actually oh. – me 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 uh <laughs> but but anyway i was watching the video for this chemical brothers song oh what was another world by the chemical brothers it's a cool song and admittedly very it's a it's a trippy song it's a song that probably sounds awesome if you're on drugs but and someone commented on the video to say as much like great song on drugs and i remember like 15 year old me getting in the youtube comment section being adamantly like I don't think you should have to use drugs to appreciate this song. I think this song has merits outside of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so wait, okay. I have to know. If you go, you know, YouTube doesn't delete its comments ever, I don't mm. think. Is that is that still on there somewhere? Oh, if I've... we if we go to this music video, I don't even know how you would find it. This was probably almost 10 years ago. Well, I guess maybe not. Well, close. I I would have been 15 probably. Um so close to 10 years ago um and it's just like this video of the oh there's a video that looks like it might be the video it's just like a weird visualizer images of the no there's only two comments on this and it was uploaded ah, in 2016 damn. so my guess is the uh video's probably been deleted yeah it's probably long since been deleted but um but anyway uh i i should hope that uh people don't think that this is that saying trippy is like too reductive a thing as uh, a young Blake once did. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I do think I would, I would partially describe this game as trippy, <laughs> but well, I would say that I would, I mean, all of the, 
all of the uh, uh, like levels in this game are surreal in some like mm-hmm. just basic sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would only describe a couple of levels as specifically trippy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whereas guess that's the valid. the other ones are just like differently surreal. Like mm-hmm. like some of them have like a sort of I don't know like cosmic yeah. weirdness. Like literally like because you're like going through space. Yeah, the space um, ones. Others a lot of fun. have a more one. The last one has like a. It's like, um, like like yoga relaxation. Yeah, it's like meditation. Meditation. Uh, it's like a, a guided like meditation uh, recording, yeah. basically. Which I'm actually curious because yeah. uh, she says. I, I think uh, it might be a. Re- oh, go ahead. Go wait. Go ahead. I want to hear what you. Have I was gonna say. I, I. It sounds like it's a real. Oh, absolutely. Meditation tape that she sampled. Yeah. Uh, and actually, that, that's what I was going to say, is that um, apparently the Mac version has a different oh, yeah, recording, because right. it says it features uh, uh, Aya Avalon's poem, The Garden. I'm curious how different that feels. Yeah. I wonder if it's the same space, because... I don't know. There's. I, I didn't at first. I didn't realize that that was the end of the game. I thought that it was just like a bonus level because there's the the. You mentioned the one where you go to space and you don't have to go there. The first time I played through, I did not go there. Um, it's just like oh yeah, a couple if you, of them are optional. If you like walk up to that dog's spaceship, then you hop in it and go to space. Yes. Um, yes. And I kind of thought that the meditation room was going to be that because it has one of the traditional like hand portals that has been the end of every pre- previous level, but you. You, if you go there, nothing happens. You have to like jump up that like layer cake <laughs> to get to the yeah, portal so that takes you to the meditation that, zone. I was actually curious about that. Um, it, it's like teal one in the the Alice in Wonderland one that you can't go through, right? That Alice is that the portal they're talking about? Yes. Yeah. 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 The, you run into that exact same portal in the um, mm-hmm. the one with the giant pink spider walker thingy. Uh, what it's like in the background it's the one that has like three it's a big open one it kind of feels like you might be on mars or oh something. is it the one where you're in the like desert spider walker uh, thing no i don't think it is the one that you're, where you're so in the desert. i'm i'm curious like how many of the areas i may have missed because when i watch the trailer there are definitely like a few things that i don't recognize at all Oh, uh, I I think I recognize everything in the trailer. Oh well, okay, all except one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, it, you're like on some random planet with like gold ground. I don't know. It's hard to explain. So that's one of the ones in the video that I didn't recognize. How did you get? Oh, there? okay. So if you go to that, uh, you go to that one by going. Ah, I don't remember. Huh. Um. Yeah, I don't remember. But um, the where was I going with this? Um, there's another one of the teal portals that you can't go through. Hmm. So I was wondering if that was like something that was maybe there was another yeah. environment she was building, but ended up not implementing. Or yeah, something. or maybe there's. Am I, I'm or curious if there's secret. something you have to like. Yeah, there's something you have to like unlock. I feel like this is the kind of game where there could be like just all kinds of weird things tucked into the corners. Like yeah, it kind I'm of has a, a trees idea. vibe in that regard that like, 
I feel like there could be things that I'm missing just because it's a game that doesn't insist on being playable, like playable and having like a specific beginning and end and like play through. You're kind of just like wandering around experiencing it as much as you want that uh, I could definitely see that it having a bunch of shit that I didn't see because I was just kind of enjoying like walking around, listening to the music and just like jiggling my mouse and like, seeing how cool everything looks as you're like kind of rapidly flicking your mouse, <laughs> flicking your mouse around I, I did a lot of jumping up and down yeah personally. the space one was so good for that because it has the low gravity and you can yeah. jump super high. yeah that was super fun <laughs> uh, well is there anything else that you um you really wanted to cover i think i pretty much got everything um yeah well that's all i had for paul mystery so we can go to the game for next week which um, is a game called Train by Max Krieger, who you may remember as the creator of Crossnick, um, which we played uh, a while back. This is an earlier game of his um, that is a sort of visual novel-style game. Um, so we will be playing that game. Yeah, it's, um, it's available on... Uh freaking game jolt which game uh, jolt i know we've never used game jolt i didn't even like i know nothing about that platform so uh, game jolt i feel like is it just like an off-brand itch uh it's just a an early or i don't know if it was even earlier it's just something different one before itch was kind of ubiquitous for alternative or like super indie games uh game jolt and uh, oh what was the other one there was one that used to exist it went out of business in the last two years fuck Oh, I, dude, I wouldn't know. I don't remember. I definitely remember uh, playing uh, one of my TA's like Capstone game in it because it was like, please download our Capstone game because we have to get a certain amount of downloads to pass the class or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh, anyway, Train by Max Anyways, Krieger. Train. It looks like Max kind Krieger. of visual novely, maybe uh, like point and click yeah. adventure gamey. Yeah, I think that that sounds right. But I will tell you uh, with certainty um, next week. Um, <laughs> until then, until then uh, follow us on Twitter as always at EdgeGuardCast. Um, we tweet out all of uh, all the games we play. Tweet at the creators. Sometimes they tweet back. So if you want to be a part of those conversations and or recommend games to us, make sure to follow us. That's the way to do it. Um, yeah, um, download Paul Mystery if you haven't already. And download train for next week. And uh, we will talk to you next time.